right, everybody. Welcome to Rick Six Season One, Episode Three. We are back. Short turnaround from last week, but it's time to get right back in it because it is a big weekend, ladies and gentlemen. We have UFC 251 for the MMA fans out there. Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi, Fight Island. Dana White has been putting this together for pretty much three and a half months or so, and he made it happen. He made it work out. Even with the whole start of the pandemic, he is committed to it, and we are having a stat card, ladies and gentlemen. I'm super excited for this. Three title fights, one being one of the most anticipated fights of the year with Kamar Usman versus Jorge Masvidal for the welterweight championship. Last-minute replacement, six-day notice, Jorge stepping in after Gilbert Burns tested positive for the COVID earlier this week. So let's get into it. I'm excited, man. We got, like I said, three title fights and then two big fights going on in the main card. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's do this. Real quick, one thing to note for the people that are confused. Last September, UFC 242, Khabib versus Poirier was held on Yaz Island, in fact, as part of a five-year partnership between the UFC and Abu Dhabi, bringing Fight Island to Abu Dhabi as an extension of that agreement. So if anybody was confused of why they did it on Abu Dhabi, that answers your question right there. One thing I've been super impressed with so far about this whole Fight Island thing is not only that Dana White made it happen, but also the fact that how much they have been promoting it and how good it looks. I mean, if you look at the UFC Instagram page or the Twitter page and all these pictures and the octagon for the people that are training and all they're doing to promote it, it looks super nice. And even if they don't actually fight outside, you know, in 100 degree Abu Dhabi weather, which is not likely, even for the shows and the pictures, I mean, that's going to get a lot of people to start watching this event. So if you guys haven't checked it out, I would recommend going on that UFC Instagram page and checking out those pictures. They did a live earlier and looked amazing. All right. So the first fight we have on the main card is Amanda Rebus versus Paige Van Zandt. Amanda Rebus is an upcoming prospect from Brazil. This fight right here automatically tells me that they're trying to get Fight Island more pay-per-view buys because Paige Van Zet definitely does not deserve to be on the main card, especially with how up and down and inconsistent she's been in her career. Everyone knows who she is. She's a big name. She does other stuff outside of MMA that makes her such a big draw. So I think that's the only reason they put this fight above the Vulcan Oldemir's fight because... I really do think that that fight on the preliminary card was actually bigger than this fight, if you ask me. But, you know, Paige Van Zandt's name, she's out there. Everyone knows who she is, and Amanda Rivas is an upcoming prospect, so they had to do it. Getting into the fight itself, Amanda Rivas, I'm going to take her to get this win over Paige Van Zandt. I think she's actually going to finish her. I know the hype is around Paige Van Zandt just because everyone knows her name, but I think if you're breaking this fight down as an MMA fan, it doesn't match up well for Paige Van Zet. I think she's on her way out. I honestly don't see her in the fight game much longer. I feel like her heart's not in it anymore. Like I said, she has other things going on in the world that's not fighting. And Amanda Rebez is, I feel, is more focused and ready to go. I think she's going to go in there and get Paige Van Zet out there in the first or second round. Don't know how she's going to do it. I would say submission or... TKO, but I could see her finishing Paige Van Zet pretty early. I don't I don't see this fight going the distance. I think Amanda's on a mission and I think Paige Van Zet is gonna fall short. Still a good person, still a big name. We'll see what happens. Next fight, we also have another women's fight, women's straw weight, possible number one contender fight right here to face Wang Lee for the belt. 
pretty big one right here. And it's also not only a big one, but it's also a big rematch as well. Jessica Andrade versus Rose Namajunas 2. Man, this fight was just about over a year ago, the first time they fought. Rose was completely dominating her. Out of nowhere, Jessica Andrade just picks her up, slams her on her neck, and knocks her out. That was all she wrote, and she won the belt. Now, even though she didn't keep it very long, she only kept it about two, three months, and then got KO'd in 42 seconds by the champ right now, currently. Rose Namajunas, she's so composed. She's really good at keeping her cool and not letting people get in her head, and she's super humble. She doesn't talk a lot of crap. She just goes in there, gets paid, does her job. And she's a good person. She's been champ. She has a championship mentality. I honestly see her getting revenge on Jessica Andraz. I think possibly they could have another third fight in the future. But Jessica Andraz, another girl that I've never been that big on. She was getting dominated by Rose up until that point where she got the slam. She was dominating her. If you watch that fight, she was dominating her. I see Rose keeping her cool, not making the mistake that she did last time. And I think she's going to finish. I, I see another finish right here on the second fight in. Another finish. Rose Namajunas gets it done. TKO, ground and pound on Jessica Andrade. Three-round fight, obviously, I would say about the second or third round. Rose gets it done, possibly on another fight with the champ. Obviously, Wang Lee is the champ right now. Who knows what they're going to do with her. Maybe she'll fight Ioana again because that was such a close fight. Or maybe she'll fight the winner of this. We'll see. Man, it's just so weird to pick against Wang Lee because, uh, man, she's so good. I just watched her against Joanna, I mean, and a lot of people thought it was a robbery. I don't think it was. Obviously, it was fight of the year. Joanna deserves all the respect in the world from going in there and just putting on a show. But, man, Wang Lee is good. She's just, oh, I, I didn't even really know about her until that fight. Now I do, obviously. So, I mean, I would love to see her and Rose go at it if Rose gets this win right here. And that brings us into the first title fight of the night. We have the vacated Bantamweight Championship on the line. Peter Yan versus Jose Aldo. A hard fight to pick because I don't know how great Peter Yan is. I've seen him fight a lot. I just don't know how great he is yet. When I watch him fight, out of the fights he's had so far in the UFC, he's a tank. Absolute tank. He pushes forward. He throws combinations. Follows up with everything. It's an interesting matchup because he's going up against a legend in Jose Aldo who is one of the best counter-strikers of all time. Featherweight goat in my opinion. A legend in the sport. He knows how to fight and doesn't get taken down easily as well. So this is an interesting matchup. I don't think people should sleep on Peter Yan. And I don't think people should sleep on Jose Aldo. I think this is a really hard fight to pick as a UFC fan. Oh man, this is going to be a tough one. Let's start with Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo's obviously... I think a lot of people have forgot how good Jose Aldo is. And the reason I think people forgot how good he was is because they all remember him or I guess... People who've only been in MMA for the past few years or so. They remember him from getting knocked out by Conor McGregor in 13 seconds back in 2015. But I've been watching MMA a lot longer than that. I knew how good Jose Aldo was. He had 10 years on top, WEC, and even in the UFC, he was unstoppable for some point. And he was super, and he's not even that old right now. He's only about 33 years old. When you look at him, you would think he might be older, but... Aldo's still going. He went down a weight class to Bantamweight. He's on a two-fight losing streak, so maybe he doesn't deserve this shot, but he's a legend, so I understand why he got it. He's looked good so far at Bantamweight. The Marlon Moraes fight, a lot of people thought it was controversial. I thought it was the right decision, mainly because of the third round. Third round, Aldo really didn't do much. 
So he's going to have to keep the momentum going the whole fight versus Peter Yon. Because Peter Yon, like I said, he's a tank. He's going to keep moving forward. So Aldo's got to place his cards right, not get gassed out. And Yon's got to be careful for the, the counter right, the counter left, and the leg kicks by Aldo. I think Aldo, in order for him to win, he needs to stick with the leg kicks, stay composed, and counter. Peter Yon, keep pushing forward, be smart. Try to get a takedown, because Aldo's not an easy guy to get taken down. But be prepared to stand up if you can't. As far as my decision, I've learned a long time ago not to count out Aldo. But Peter Yon, he's younger. I feel like he's more hungrier. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think he's going to beat Aldo by decision. I think it's going to be a very close fight. I hope Aldo doesn't get a controversial loss, but I'm picking Peter Yon to win. I think he's on a mission. Him and Sterling are going to be fighting for the belt, if not later this year, maybe the start of 2021. I'm going to take Peter Yon. This is an upset for me, in my opinion, because I think Aldo is more than capable of winning, especially with the experience coming off of two losses. I wouldn't be surprised if Aldo won. I wouldn't say this is the hardest fight to pick. The next fight is the hardest to pick for me, in my opinion. I'm going to take Peter Yon. He's going to win by decision. Could be a split. It's going to be close. But we're going to find out how great Peter Yon is this fight, regardless of what happens. And then we got the co-main event, the second title fight, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway, the rematch from December. I called this fight back in December. I did have Volkanovski winning versus Holloway, even though I'm a big Max Holloway fan, one of my favorite fighters in the UFC right now. Such a stud, arguably the best striker in MMA right now. But Volkanovski's a beast. I actually picked him to win that fight versus Holloway by decision. I just had that feeling. You know, sometimes when you go into a fight, the height, you know, whether it's the the hype video, the training videos, the, the media, the weigh-in. Sometimes you just know when a fighter is going to win or lose. I saw Volkanovski and I, him walking into that ring, I was just like, I have a feeling, man. I have a feeling he can do it. He's going to be the guy to do it. And sure enough, he did. He beat Holloway in a five-round fight. It was the right decision. A lot of people thought the fight was closer than it should have been, and that's why Volkanovski's been talking a lot. If I was him, I would just... Not let the fans get to him. Not worried about it. You got another fight. You got a rematch with Holloway who's going to want to get his belt back. So can't be focused on that stuff. You got to focus on the, the task ahead of you. I expect this fight to be closer for sure. I think Max got going a little too late in their first fight. He looked good in the later rounds, but for the most part, it was too late. Volkanovski got him with the leg kicks. Was a better counter striker that fight. I'd say this is more tough to pick than Peter Jan versus Jose Aldo. Especially with seeing how Max Holloway got it going later in the fight. It's going to be a hard one. First off, the key to the victories for Max Holloway is to limit the leg kicks and get going early. I don't think anybody is capable of finishing the other one. They're just both too tough. Especially Holloway. Holloway will not back down. He won't get finished. And Volkanovski, he's too smart to get finished. So I expect another five-round decision fight. I don't see a finish. The question is, who's going to be on top this time? I'm always good for a trilogy fight, so I'm going to take Max Holloway to get it. I think if he plays his cards right, he gets going early, I think he could beat Volkanovski in a close decision fight. I'm going to take Holloway to win by decision. Three rounds to two, super close fight, and they will have a third match. Volkanovski will get automatically his rematch as well. So, oh man, a lot of people are going to be like, man, Holloway? Volkanovski's the new guy. But Holloway's only 28. He even said that in the post-fight interview. I'm only 28, man. I'm coming back. I think he's going to be good. 
And in the main event, the fight that I think everyone is looking forward to the most, Kamar Usman, the Nigerian Nightmare versus Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. Wow, man. This is a big one. As great as this fight is, this is actually not the hardest one for me to pick out of the other two, I think. I think this is, out of the title fights, These, this is the easiest one for me to pick personally. So let's get into it, man. So we all know what happened. Kamar Usman was supposed to fight Gilbert Burns. A few days ago, Gilbert Burns tested positive for COVID-19. Got immediately pulled out. We knew that. I watched his interview with Ariel Hawani. He's a good guy. He handled it very well. He's got a championship mindset. The reason I wasn't picking Gilbert Burns to beat Kamar Usman going into this fight was strictly because the turnaround from the Tyrone Woodley fight. And really, Tyrone Woodley is a guy that's kind of been on a downfall, in my opinion. Usman changed camps. He went to Colorado to train with Justin Gaethje and Whitman. Usman was stepping up his game, and he, you know, he knew he had to make that decision to go. Nonetheless, I, I had him winning that fight versus Gilbert Burns. I think Gilbert Burns was going to fall short by decision. Usman, I think he's too good on the ground. I like Usman a lot. A lot of people don't think Usman is that great. I think he's really good. He's a dangerous champion. He's got the mindset as well. As excited as I was to see Usman versus Burns for the belt, I wasn't as excited as Masvidal. And Masvidal is the big draw. He's the money fight, and everyone wanted to see him. He's got the hype around him, especially with what happened last year with the Ben Askren KO fight with for the BMF belt, beating Nate Diaz, even if it was kind of controversial with how it ended. You know, he was obviously winning the fight. Jorge's got a lot of buzz to him. I think the whole world is going for Jorge Masvidal, or at least the majority of it is. A lot of people don't like Usman. I like both of these fighters. I think this is going to be a great fight. Masvidal should have been the guy 100%. I feel bad for Burns, but he'll wait his turn. His time will come, but Masvidal, he was never scared of Usman. It was all money negotiation situations. He was never scared of Usman. I think a lot of people don't give Jorge enough credit. They say he was ducking Kamar. I think him stepping in on six-day notice just proved right there that he wasn't ducking him. You know, he just wanted the money. Because there's more pressure on Usman now. Jorge has got nothing to lose at this point. So that's, in fact, the reason I'm going to pick Jorge Masvidal. I think he's going to finish Kamar Usman. I don't think this fight will go to decision. A lot of people are saying Usman's going to go in there and kill Masvidal. I don't see it, man. And people are using the six-day notice as an excuse, saying, oh, well, Jorge Masvidal, he's taking out six notice. He's not going to be in shape. He's not going to be ready to go. Jorge has been training for Usman this whole time. He did not stop. Even if he didn't accept the fight, and he decided to move elsewhere and give, you know, Gilbert Burns got the shot. He never stopped training. He's been working on that ground game. The question is, will it be enough? I think Usman's going to get a little emotional in this fight. I think he's going to want to try to prove a point when he goes into the fight. He's going to be like, oh, I have the keys. I can beat this guy anywhere because this guy's a bum. I'm going to go in there and stand up with him. And then when Masvidal tags him one time in the face, he's going to try to take him down. So I think if Usman wants to win and he's smart, he takes his fight to the ground. You do not keep it standing with Masvidal. But no, I'm not using that six-day notice as an excuse because Masvidal hasn't stopped training. More of the pressure is on Kamar Usman. Yeah, it's six-day notice for Jorge, but it's also six-day notice for Usman. You know, he's been training for Gilbert Burns. Masvidal was 100% training for Kamar Usman that whole time. I'm excited for this fight. Even if I'm completely wrong, even if Usman goes in there and completely ragdolls him, I'm going to stick with my pick. I'm gonna, I think Masvidal finishes him, whether that's a TKO or a knockout. And maybe not. You know, there, there's going to be a lot of pissed off people this weekend. There's going to be fans that are going to be like, oh, I told you Kamar would kill him. 
Yo Masvidal fans were on the hype train for no reason. He didn't fight anybody. He only fought an overrated Diaz. He only knocked out Ben Askren. He only KO'd an emotional Darren Till. I already know what I'm going to hear from that. But then meanwhile, if Masvidal wins, you're going to be like, oh, well, Kamaru Usman had six days notice. It didn't count. He was preparing for Burns. There's going to be excuses all the time. That's just the way it goes. Even if Masvidal loses to Usman, they're going to, you know, there's going to be Masvidal fans who say, oh, we only had six days. Regardless of who you think is going to win, there's definitely more pressure on Usman. But this is my most anticipated fight of the year. Even if it's not the hardest for me to pick, it's definitely my most anticipated fight. From the moment that Masvidal had that flying knee over Ben Askren one year ago. And Usman's not a guy who sells that much. Masvidal is. This obviously helps Usman. There's a lot of bad blood here, which makes it even more fun. If Masvidal goes in there and knocks out Usman, oh man, that'll be something. It might sound like I'm hating on Usman a lot and going for Masvidal, but I like them both. I really do. I think they're both super talented. I just think Masvidal right now has it to win the championship. All right, so now we're going to do a little segment right now where we call somebody and give their thoughts on the fight as well because I got some friends that are big UFC guys as well. So the first guy we're going to get in here is my buddy Eli, big UFC guy, and we'll have him make his prediction on just the three title fights for just to keep it fast and simple. So let's do it. We're going to give Eli a call right now. Eli, my boy, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up, man? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Pretty good, man. Just talking some UFC. So I'll make this quick, fast, and simple. UFC Fight Island in Abu Dhabi this weekend. Three title fights. We'll start for the first one. Jose Aldo, Peter Yan for the vacated Bantamweight belt. Who do you got and why? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Honestly, I feel like I want Aldo to get the job done. Mostly because he's committed himself to actually making the cut weight. And he's actually looked good against Marlon Moraes. I felt like he won that fight. And I feel like Peter Jan hasn't really fought as tough competition as, as Aldo has, honestly. Yeah, I feel like Aldo will win by decision, maybe. I don't know, because I know Peter Jan, he's a tank, he's a stud. But I, I just don't know how great he is. You know, uh, beating up an old 40-year-old Uriah Faber. I mean, it's, it's, it's impressive, but you just don't know with the level of competition nowadays because Faber used to be a contender every year but he's 40 years old he's a little too old he's way past his prime day so Peter Yon just going in there and killed him he looked good it's just like how good is he you know yeah that's a question a lot of people have about the rising stars anyways when they fight up and coming contenders yeah and I, I mean I also mentioned that Jose Aldo people don't realize how good he still is he's still right there all right, next fight, featherweight championship, the rematch, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway. And I told people Jose Aldo and Peter Jan was, was one of the hardest ones to pick, but this one, in my opinion, is the hardest one to pick. It's a rematch, but I want to know who do you got. Oh, man, yeah, you can never count out Max Holloway, man. The guy's a stud. He's always coming to fight. But I'm honestly going to go with my first pick again, like last time with Volkanovsky. The guy's on a tear on a 19-fight win streak, and he knows how to fight. He knows how to move in and out. He knows how to... He knows he has a height disadvantage, but he knows how to use it whenever he fights people bigger than him. I feel like if Okanovsky would come out on top, that would be three straight drop for Max. And I feel like if he does drop this one, he'll move up to lightweight. But you never know. Everybody responds differently to losses. And he's barely found out that sometimes he doesn't even have to spar as much anymore because he knows he still has to fight. So he felt better, but he just didn't feel the same at the same time from what I'm grasping from that when he had his interview. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, you know, Holloway got eaten up with the leg kicks in the first fight, so you got to make adjustments, and Holloway, I do like the idea of him going up to 
55 if it's the right opponent because you know he went up when he was on top of the world as a featherweight and he goes up and fights a dog in Dustin Poirier and it, the power just wasn't there I mean he had the striking ability but he just didn't have the power behind it and so that's where Dustin got the better of him all right and then the last one I think the one that everyone's most excited for the title fight that should have happened from the very beginning Kamar Usman fake Usman they call him Marty you know, whatever you want to call the Nigerian nightmare going up against game bread, Jorge Masvidal. Oh, man, who do you got in this one? Like, this one is not as hard for me to pick personally as much as the other ones, but I just want to know, who do you got in this one? Well, this is going to be a little bit of a longer conversation because of new information. As a fan, I think I can speak for a good amount of people that we want game bread to win. I want game bread to win. But just finding out that his coach, Mike Brown, tested positive corona, he won't be cornering him. And I think that's going to make a big difference because that man, he's like a chess master. He knows how to learn tactics and he knows how to tell his athletes what to do. Because he cornered Dustin Poirier and he helped Dustin Poirier come back against that Dan Hooker fight. So I don't know if that might make a huge difference. And I, it could give Kamaru a huge advantage, but we don't know. I want Game Bray to win, but I feel like with Mike Brown now, I feel like Kamaru might edge him a little bit because he's not going to have that type of fighting corner advice that he usually gets from, you know, the great coach and Mike Brown. That's huge. That's a huge loss for Game Bray. But if anybody can respond from it, I think it's him. He's definitely capable of beating Usman. But I'm just glad this fight happened. You know, Gilbert Burns, I feel bad for him. You know, watching his interview with Ariel Awani, seeing him how sad he was that he tested positive. But he handled it well, and he has a championship mindset. So Gilbert Burns will get a shot. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. He's already earned it. He's paid in full. But I do feel like if Gambrid does win, he's going to give his rematch to Nate Diaz first. And that's going to probably piss off a good amount of fighters. But, I mean, he had promised him since the beginning he'll give him a rematch. And at the same time, a lot of people are saying this is a short-notice fight, but I don't think it really is because we all know Gamebred's always in the gym. More pressure is on Kamar because he was preparing preparing for Gilbert Burns, and now he has to turn around and prepare for Jorge Masvidal on six days' notice. So not only is Masvidal stepping in on six-day notice, Kamar Usman is preparing for another opponent on six-day notice. And that's... Oh, yeah. That's yeah, I bring that all I always bring that same argument into the Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz fight when they fought back in 2016 the first time. A lot of people say, "Oh, well, Nate Diaz only he beat him on 2 weeks." It's like, "Well, Conor was preparing for RDA the whole time, so it was short notice for Conor too." Right, and I agree. That's why when he came back in that rematch, that's why it was a slugfest war instead of a two-round, three-round submission because he knew exactly what Nate is capable of and he just kept his distance and just threw some power shots and another real quick thing none of the the main event none of these fighters have been finished yet so there might be a chance somebody might get finished for the first time in their career tonight in the UFC in the UFC also interesting to note that Jorge Masvidal has 16 knockouts in his career and Kamar Usman has 16 wins we all know Masvidal has been in the game for what 17 years or so oh yeah he's been jumping around companies just like that He's had experience. He knows how to handle everything. And this is a classic grappler versus striker right here. Yep, Masvidal's been on a tear. He's turned his whole career around ever since he went into that fight with Darren Till and knocked him out clean. And the Ben Askren fight. And then Nate Diaz, man. I don't know how much the difference would be in levels in terms of ground game, but he can handle himself, honestly, on the ground. How much of an advantage do you think Kamar Usman has You know, going to train with Justin Gaethje and Whitman? I honestly feel that's still a good training partner for Gamebred. You know, you got somebody with heavy hands like Gaethje, just like Jorge, and he's got to train 
you know, with somebody who's throwing heavy bombs at him while they're trying to grapple and stuff like that. I don't know if you saw that little clip, but Gaethje was hitting some power shots in oh, that yeah. in that inside stomach of Kamaru, and you could hear it. And Kamaru's a perfect guy to to fight. You know, when training for someone like Khabib, I think he's going to handle it a lot well than most people. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, we just hope that we can see Khabib in there. Rest in peace to his dad. We all hate to see it happen, mm-hmm, but terrible. we don't know how how it would change his mindset for this. Whether it can motivate him or destroy him, because uh, obviously Khabib's dad meant everything to Khabib. He's a family man. But as of now, I feel like Gaethje is going to be locked in and probably going to continue training with Kamaru even after this fight. And that that would be a good decision for him. Yeah, obviously a terrible what happened to his father. Keep him in our prayers and pray that it doesn't affect him long term. Let's say Khabib does take some time off. Do you feel like Gaethje should just fight somebody else in the meantime? You think he should just completely sit up? It depends how he handles it because if he is going to have the mindset of I can be anybody, anytime, doesn't matter. I only see Gaethje coming back and fighting if it's someone like McGregor. I don't see him. I mean, who else would he fight? I, I doubt he would fight Poirier again right now without before fighting Khabib at least. The McGregor fight's the only fight that makes sense for Gaethje to, if he was going to take another fight. That's where I give so much respect to Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson didn't have to fight Justin Gaethje. He could have just waited. I don't got anything else. If you want to add anything else, you can go ahead. But that's pretty much all I got, man. That's all I got for you too, my man. Thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. All right. This is going to be a super fun one, guys. Abu Dhabi going down this weekend. UFC Fight Island. I'm going to be tuning in for sure. I appreciate you guys joining me this week. Subscribe, follow the podcast, tell your friends. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace out.